It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud talk radio network on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. AmericaOutloud.com and America Out Loud talk radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen to our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps on Apple, Android, and Alexa, and that's AAA, where we stream 24-7. And now you can also hear them on the podcast on the same apps. All of our shows on AmericaOutloud.com usually go to podcasts within one or two days, most likely one, unless they're really loaded up. Okay. And then you can always listen to them on the podcast. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, and many, many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. Now, if you go to the AmericaOutloud.com and you hit the uh, link there, Shows, You'll see if the show is up, whosoever show you want to see. But we want you to tune in on Monday, 7 p.m. to the National Security Hour, where we have five shows, one per day. All right. So if you want to know any, anything more and you want to make it the daily stop for the latest news and happenings, it's at AmericaOutloud.com. And we all must do our part to share the stories, the articles and the videos so we can help secure America's future. And we mean that. You know, we mean that more than ever. And now. Uh, today, Monday, we want to just look back over the weekend. Mike and I, we're your host today again, Colonel Mike, Dr. Mike, and Colonel Mike on the National Security Hour. We're just going to look back over this past weekend. What did we miss on, on the mainstream media? What did we miss on the alternative media? What did we miss on X? What did we miss on Facebook? No, Facebook had it. What did we miss on the other, the other uh, social media platforms? We had 161 anniversary, the 161st anniversary of the Battle of Antietam. And Mike, Dr. Mike, will now tell you a little bit about it. But you know something? Almost every day, ladies and gentlemen, every week, you'll hear about the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Hispanic this, and the African-American. And by the way, that you guys are really, really stretching that. That Black History Month, it goes 12 months now. It's black doctors, black ladies, black airplane pilots come on you know there's other people around uh asian americans are coming up you know they bumped a christopher columbus in october for the asian americans but that's another story or indigenous i think it's indigenous so remember you're a native american you're not an you're not an you're not an indian you're a native american the the indians in america are indigenous go ahead mike correct that yeah it's just uh it's an unusual thing that the media hasn't made any attention to it of course you know less and less media outlets pay any attention to to days to remember in american history but as the colonel said today is the 161st anniversary of the battle of antietam or if you were in the southern army you called it sharpsburg which is the name actually the name of the town up there and it was turned out to be the bloodiest day in american history now one would think uh it would just be natural to to cite the men who all Americans who died there, uh, no foreigners, no uh, no spacemen, no nothing, just Americans. 
you would think that there would be somewhere in the north or the south or east or west some media outlet that would draw attention to the fact that it was the bloodiest day in American history and um, that the the south came very close to losing uh, at Antietam, except for the really heroic march up from uh, Harper's Ferry by uh, A.P. Hill and, and his division, which at the end of the day uh, uh, held the line. And uh, night fell, and Lee retreated back across the uh, river to to Virginia. Um, it's it's a it was a gruesome battle. Uh, somebody just said pure and unparalleled violence, describing what went on that day. The famous places there at the Dunker Church, the cornfield, the wheat field. It was a it was a terrific battle between very. Um, very young boys, great, young boys and men, young boys and men, and under the command on 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 the Confederate side, of course, was General Lee, Longstreet, Hill, uh, Stonewall Jackson, and on uh, the Union side, uh, they didn't have such good luck with generals. Uh, uh, McClellan was in charge, and he was knocked out early because he was standing next to a post on a house, and the post got hit by a cannonball. Uh, we had a man who tried to drive his uh, division across the bridge uh, and, uh, over Antietam Creek. Oh, Burnside. Burnside. And he got his men chopped up there. And had he gone down another 100 yards, he could have waded across it. You didn't have to go across the bridge. So it was a day, a typical day for the for the Union. Extremely brave men and officers on the field, exceedingly uh, mediocre generals in command of divisions, corps, and ultimately the army. But it was a horrendous battle, and uh, Lee got away to fight another day, as he would at Gettysburg later, uh, a year later. Uh, two years later, I guess it would be. And um, no year. But uh, it's a memorable b- battle, heroes on all sides. Um and aftermath, we had an interesting, a, a really good historian on uh, probably about oh, eight months ago, and he described uh, he, his focus was the aftermath of the battle uh, on the on the area where the battlefield was. The Confederate or the Union Army stayed put. About seventy thousand men, horses, wagons, they stayed put for a couple of weeks, three weeks, because they were short of supplies. Uh, but the 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 armies left their dead behind them. Most, uh, some of them buried, not all of them. Twenty thousand dead horses that had to be buried, plus the 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 deposits made by seventy thousand men on the ground uh, as they camped there, the Union Army for uh, a number of weeks. Uh, and the book itself was um, uh, a description of what it did to the. Uh, water aquifers underground, uh, the fertility of the soil, the uh, inavailability of drinking water for um, a good part of the population, the civilian population that lived there uh, for a number of years afterwards because of the the treatise that was left behind, the dead, the wounded, the, the horses, the manure, the human waste. A fascinating book that the it's book, called a book Mike the book was called when hell when hell came to Sharpsburg 
And how it came to and, that's right. Yes, and they could look it up on Amazon. It's a great book if you want to learn about what took place, the aftermath. And, and he did many years research. I think it was almost 15 years yes, research, did. the archives and so on, and how the people were cheated by the federal army. Well, the federal government at the time, you know, they couldn't sue for all the uh, animals and and the food that they lost and the homesteads and the farmsteads. So and many people never came back. I mean, they just left the area and left the state and the area totally went cross country, went, you know, three, four states away. So, you know, it was the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. It's part of the Gettysburg campaign, as they call it, the uh, Battle of Antietam. And also on the retreat, Mike, with General Lee. Uh, you had another battle on on the retreat, which was the Battle of Falling Waters <clears throat> at Williamsport. And then they had the battle in Hagerstown in Maryland. <clears throat> but at that point, they weren't no longer Virginia. You forgot when they got across that river, the Potomac River, it became it was already West Virginia. So they were into West Virginia. So they had a battle on the on the, uh, the Battle of Falling Waters, which and then they had another battle retreating into West Virginia, which, which was called Hoax Run. H-O-K-E-S, which actually is the real Battle of Falling Waters, you know, it's because that's the town. And today, uh, you'll be happy to know that Sam's, uh, what is it called? At Walmart. Yes, Walmart <laughs> is built right on top of that battlefield. There was nothing sacred and no, nothing uh, sacred about that. They give you a little bit of a, a landmark, like a little landmarker there, that this is the Battle of Falling Waters, uh, because we can't even, we can't even keep a sacred ground you know, where blood and treasure was lost in this country. But that's just uh, what happened in the last weekend. And, you know, you would think that the people in D.C., the Beltway, the Swamp, PBS, your taxpayer money would be out there with cameras talking about, gee, 161 years ago. But no, no, they want to talk about indigenous. They want to talk about somebody got shot. They want to talk about mental health issues, which is another story today we want to touch on. Uh, a national security story, by the way, because this is the new industry. It's called mental health. Um, after COVID, uh, they uh, they found out that uh, a lot of people are committing suicide. There's a lot of kids that haven't come out of the shell. And just to uh, multiply COVID, COVID or really to, to pound on top of COVID, Mike, they're pounding these kids with uh, if they're transgender or not two, three, four, five years old with drag queens, right? And if they need to get their testicles cut. So, you know, that has nothing to do with mental. I mean, that wouldn't want a kid. No, no kid six years old would want to commit suicide because of that, because that's normal. Right. Isn't that normal for children today at six years old? Yeah, it's terrible business, but it's worth remembering that battle. Uh, They used to say 600,000 Americans died during that war in the in the military. And the most recent numbers, there are 700,000. So those are a lot of people. And uh, we should we should knock off the 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 business about talking about uh, someone's fighting for slavery or against slavery. The question at hand was Southern independence. Um, they they gave it a shot. It didn't work. They came back into the Union and they were punished for what they did in a million uh, ways during Reconstruction in the South. And um, they're still being punished, and they're dead. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the South has been next to black people. The South has been the main target of destruction for the Democratic Party since, uh, uh, you know, since the since the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it, it, it goes on and on and on. Uh, most of the statues, of course, that they tore down were in the South. 
Um, it's 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 easy, so easy to disguise what a war was about once it's over. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was never about slavery. It was about well, independence. There's a lot of good books. There's a lot of good people. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Tom DiLorenzo. You can look him up in the books he wrote about Lincoln. Uh, and then you have this book, When Hell Came to Sharpsburg. There's so, and there's so many really bright professors, historians who really tell the stories. Not the, you know, it's not the chop down the cherry tree, George Washington version, you know, Abe Lincoln freed the slaves. We learn a lot more now. But uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out because this past weekend, um, the only ones that had it out there on Facebook that I saw was the uh, National uh, Park Service. Yeah. So uh, that's it. We have to we have to shoot it out because it's the 160. And a lot of people have been talking about what's going on with the country. And, you know, uh, that was a civil war. That was what uh, what happened in those days. And remember, in 1861, Mike, uh, West Virginia already broke away. They were the last ones. They broke away from Virginia to become West Virginia. And that was where they retreated over into the Potomac River into uh, falling waters. And there was another battle, one on Williamsport side, and then they had a small skirmish battle in on the West Virginia side. So I want to move forward. Uh, we got a couple of minutes. Say one yes. more quick thing. Go ahead. Federal government is so screwing around with our history that I, I'm, I, I have for 25 years donated money now and again to the American Battlefield Trust, which is an organization that buys endangered territory on or around battlefields for both the Civil War and the American Revolution. Correct. And as the, and as the government continues to try to erase our history, uh, it is one of the flagship organizations trying to defend our history, to explain it, and to make places permanent battlefield sites and other uh, important uh, territory uh, so that our future generations will be able to visit, look, understand what the fighting was about, where it occurred and how it occurred. So, you know, I'm just one guy, but the American Battlefield Trust is is worthy of it. You know, whether you got a buck or a hundred bucks, it's, it's a worthy um, cause. It's a cause of America in many ways. Also, they're doing one up in New York called Fort Ticonderoga. Yes. Uh, it's the American Revolution. They're redoing that fort. That's another another organization, uh, Fort Ticonderoga. Most people don't even know it, it belongs to the American Revolution because they don't learn about it anymore. But uh, coming down. That's the Fort Ticonderoga down. Association. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be some kind of a nonprofit, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. We could, we could go look it up for the notes. We could put them in the notes, you know, whatever you want to do. But uh, we're going to be coming up a little couple of minutes here for the first segment. It goes so fast, Mike, when you're talking about very important things, you know. Uh, there's one so. thing I want, I want to touch on this. we got four minutes for it, okay? I uh, believe so. Yes, we do. Uh, we got five minutes. All right. This is something that caught my eye. It's uh, the National Justice Investigates. Rising Republican Party influencers got their start at talent agency run by Israeli pornographer. This is July 2021. Imagine that. This is a while ago. But it just popped up. It says prominent guests on Fox that lead grassroots rallies, that write columns at The Blaze, that are keynote speakers at CSPAC. And it goes on and on and on. Here's one. 
You got they they have a bunch of names here. I don't want to name them, but you know who they are. They're popular. Some of them are even in Congress. Hmm. And uh, they also work for famous people, too. So you may want to check this site out. I think it's legitimate. It looks good. National justice against the left and the right. And uh, this is a it's a it's a July 30, 2021 piece. So imagine that. Imagine that you got, you know, these. Uh, what do they call them? Influencers, Mike. Yeah. And uh, they got their start in a little talent agency. So you want to look that up. National justice against the left and the right. You go look it up and find out what they're saying about what's happening. Okay. Well, so many uh, Jewish American organizations are trying to promote uh, animosity between different groups of Americans that I, I I don't find it surprising, although it's a little uh, little interesting that is promoted by a Jewish or Israeli, whatever he was, uh, pornographer. Mike, you want to touch on that? Uh, those three guys that got away with the uh, Michigan deal that were uh, exonerated on the uh... yeah, that's that was an interesting thing too over the weekend, uh, Saturday I think or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finally the three people they incarcerated uh, for the FBI's attempt to mask its operation to uh, kidnap Governor Whitmer in Michigan, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. uh, were released from prison. Uh, because there was no validity in the charges against them. So the entire FBI operation to, uh, uh, you know, to color um, uh, Trump's forces with uh, illegalities and crimes, at least in Michigan, has been destroyed. It's It was simply an uh, operation staged by the FBI to discredit Trump and his people and mm-hmm. also put three uh, three not guilty people into prison. Innocent people. Innocent people for a year or more. Mm-hmm. And um, the FBI is, is turned into an organization which is anti-American to the core, pro-tyranny. And uh, this is just another example of, of the, the rather the vermin okay. organization. Well, the FBI is also claiming uh, they created a special unit in order to investigate all the threats they're getting for not being tough enough on Hunter Biden. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's another unit. that's another one of those find the dumb guy, find the next dumber guy. You, you know, one of your stories you always talk about the dumb guy versus the dumber guy. That's exactly right, Colonel. That's the FBI right. uh, operation mode. <laughs> the M. What do they call it? Modus operandi. Modus operandi. <laughs> I like that. Stupidity. All right. Well, one more before we go. A couple of minutes to the end right here. I'm going to wrap it up with this one on the first segment. The United States Senate wrote to Joseph Biden, the president, Tom Cotton, Susan Collins, Roger Wicker, and Lindsey Lindsey Graham. They signed off. They want the president to provide Ukraine with missiles it needs. And they want more weapons to the Ukraine. Now, remember, the first name I said was Tom Cotton. All right. That's in high cotton. So we'll be back on the other side. We're going to commercial break. Don't forget, visit the sponsors. That's how you stay on. And you're on with Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike, the National Security Hour. We back up on the other side. 
Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back. You're on with Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike on the National Security Hour. We're going on segment two. Happy Monday to everybody. 7 p.m., five days a week. AmericaOutloud.com, the National Security Hour. Today, Mike, on segment two, what would you like to open up with? Well, I think we can go a little further what you closed with. You know, you oh, remember that Biden told uh, the American people uh, early on in this stupid war that if we ever sent tanks, aircraft, or, or missiles, it would be the start of World War III. Well, the, the Ukrainian government and its military have been slaughtered just about by the uh, Russians, and they have now sent all, the, all three of those things. And it hasn't been uh, very widely noted, but in the last week, uh, the the missiles that we sent to the Ukrainians were shot uh, into space and then into um, uh, the Soviet uh, uh, Black Sea Fleet in Sebastopol in Crimea and has destroyed a number of things. Now, it's mostly being hidden uh, by the media, if they're talking about it, they're talking. Oh, no, really? Science. You are you telling me the media is hiding that, Mike? I can't believe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, and and we're so it's it's a it, these things can't be fired. The missiles can't be fired without uh, control, uh, command and control lying in American hands. It's not like a cannon from Antietam where you put the ball and the powder in the barrel, ram it down, and light it off. They use they use all kinds of uh, you know Starlink. They use their own satellites. All of these oh, things. This is an also, also hang on a second. Uh, you you brought up a point. They also strong armed this guy Elon Musk for Starlink, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and they laid siege to him through the ADL also as an anti semite, which uh, it's hard to figure. But uh, yeah, they're after Musk because he's a he's really an opponent of tyranny. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I I I, I kind of go back and forth between genius and charlatan. But certainly when he's when he's uh, giving people access to to his social media uh, and, and tearing down the um, uh, censorship, that's that's a good thing. But these missiles are being fired by the United States at the Russians. It's been a week now. The Russians haven't responded, but I don't like to think about what's going to be the response. Well, well 
Um, have you seen anything on this uh, famous general that's always on uh, social media, YouTube platform? It hasn't come on our show. I, you know, we uh, we got the cold shoulder from him, but that's fine. You know, not everybody gets to come on our podcast or AmericaOutloud.com, the National Security Hour, and we'll be straight up with you. Well, Michael Scheuer, I just want to break this up for a second, Mike. Michael Scheuer is a, a, a well-known name that was in the agency for years. Uh, he was a contributor to CBS, Fox News, other uh, networks, mainstream networks. Uh, but when he started uh, questioning and, uh, you know, saying certain things about uh, the only democracy in the Middle East, which we, you and I know is Israel, uh, he was uh, gracefully shown the door uh, by many media companies because they answered to, answer to certain people. Even our good friend on this network, General McInerney, who was on Fox for many, many years, he was shown the door too. So there are haters out there. They talk about hate, but there's haters out there who not just want to make you, you they hate you. They want to take you down like that guy, uh, Kanye West, you know, lost overnight a billion dollars in his uh, income and business stream. So just, just, just a little background on who Dr. Michael Scheuer is, because uh, he was on Lou Dobbs and uh, uh, Judge Napolitano. And uh, a lot of these uh, these people that I just mentioned, um, our producer reached out to them and says, hey, come on our, our podcast, come on our national security show. And uh, you don't even get a reply. So this is, you know, when you look at these people on Twitter, on Facebook, social media, Truth Social, all these other things, and you see them writing these great stories. By the way, Lou Dobbs, we beat him by three weeks in every story, just so you know. Okay. Uh, and that's that's being honest, Mike. Okay. Uh, when you see all these guys and they look like, oh, the good guys, the White Hats, whatever, half of them are full of shit. That's all I'm going to say. Very straight up. Half of them are full of shit. You know, so uh, and then we have other people. I'll give you an idea. We have really good people that we'd like to come on when they see some of our guests that are on our show, like Jesse Peterson, Jesse Lee Peterson or others. They're like, oh, I can't go on that show because Jesse Lee Peterson happens to be a black conservative guy. And he happens to be a pastor and he happens to be a minister. And he happens he happens to call out the black community. So everybody shits their pants and they're like, well, I can't come on now. Right. So it's just the way it is. By the way, uh, before we go any further, Mike, do you have anything to say more on Musk? Because I want to talk about what's coming up on, or we could do in the final segment, what's coming up in September in New York. No, I, 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 and Musk, I just think that, you know, the jury's out and where he's finally going to come down at the end of the day. Uh, his, car, his cars are getting uh, a lot of negative publicity at the moment. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, you know, when they go after you, Michael Scheuer, you should know. You should know how it works, right? It's a costly experience, but I didn't have uh, $40 billion to lose like he does. I just lost a couple of um, uh, salaries. Salaries, yeah. yeah. Uh, not salary, but salary, right? Salaries, yeah. The other, the other thing that really pissed him off is I made some speeches uh, in favor of uh, Ron Paul. In, in, oh my in, gosh! You oh you you killed yourself. That was suicide. <laughs> another another big story, by the way, uh, in Bloomberg just broke out uh, yesterday on Sunday. The Chinese economy is on a cusp of a meltdown. A possible way out could be enhanced public spending by the CCP. Billions being spent on military at this time only shows public welfare and economic development are not the priority list of the CCP. And that's on Bloomberg. Well, I just want to let you know we've been talking about it since I think January, February. Mike and I, 
So thank you, Bloomberg, for catching up. It's another one of these things. Always play catch up. If you tune in to Two Mics on the National Security Hour, Monday to Friday, and we're on Monday. Okay, if you tune into the Two Mics, you'll get stuff that you don't hear because we, we're in touch with people around the globe. Now, Bloomberg is a billion-dollar operation, right? But their people are worried about DEI. Okay, they're not, they're not really worried about telling you the news. Just a little bit of, you know, blowing smoke for ourselves once in a while. We have to do that because that's the way it operates. Now, talking about Musk, Mike, here we go. Twitter on X Twitter slash Twitter unveils government ID-based verification through Israeli security company. Oh, my gosh. The only democracy in the Middle East, again, is in the news. How is it that these guys have the best security? I've heard this from people around the globe. They have the best servers, the best security, the best everything. Well, you know why they got that? Because the American government works with them together with the British government. And it's not that they're the greatest and the best. It's just the five eyes always work with the Israelis. That makes it six eyes, isn't it, Mike? If you count four eyes among the American Jewish community who've been suborned by the Israelis to spy on us, especially bureaucrats. Uh Mm-hmm. They, they, and the Israelis are well known for passing uh, t- uh, technology we give them to other people who aren't so friendly to us, if you can say the Israelis are friendly. But they've gone to China and other places. So, um, you know, I wrote a piece on the blog yesterday, and I and I, I have been very careful. I've been writing that blog for 12 years, and I've never really tried to single out Jewish Americans except for those who are publicly working for uh, the Israelis. But... The point I made yesterday was, obviously, what the ADL is doing and what its partner, the Southern Poverty Law Center, is doing and what a lot of the Congress that Jewish American are doing is trying to cause a civil war in this country. And they're uh, especially focused on Catholics, Protestants, traditional Christians, um, all kinds of people who built, uh, ran, founded fought for America are now the enemy. And it's it, that's the way it's been for much, most of my adult life. And uh, in recent years, it's really ratcheted up since they decided to destroy Trump. Now, what my question is, and the question I posed yesterday in the piece I wrote was simply, if it's not all Jewish Americans, must it not be most Jewish Americans in the sense that when have you heard a leading Jewish American, uh, anybody, own a company, own a bank, step up and say anything but I, I, to the to the party line? Let's go after these white Americans, these Christians, these uh, whatever we're, we are these days. Let's call them terrorists and insurrectionists, and we'll try to incarcerate them in the camps that FEMA is building. You know, silence either uh, signals acquiescence or support. And as far as I can tell, the major part of the Jewish community is reliably um, silent. As uh, well, we, heard that, we heard that once before. We heard that silence thing once before. I remember that during World War II. Many were silent. Remember that? You heard that silent story, and they use that silent depending on how they want to tweak it. We do have some good Jewish listeners. Israel listens to our show. And uh, our friend Murray, who comments all the time as soon as we speak about the American Jews, and he tells us there's conservative ones, and there's a couple of conservative groups, and he named them, and he mailed them to me. 
And here's another billionaire talking about property developers, Mike. Tib Gurner, I guess if we peel the onion, we'll find out what his background is. I'll bet you he's African-American. Nope, he's white. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, he looks a little bit Scandinavian. I don't know, but he might have a change of name. Billionaire property developer. We need to see unemployment rise. We need to see it rise to 40 to 50%. We need to see pain in the economy. We need to remind people that they work for the employer, not the other way around. Now, who likes pain, Mike? You always write about this. Yeah, well, the Democrats, that's their specialty. Uh, <laughs> impose enormous pain on all voters, all races, all colors, all religions, and then say they're the party of the people. <laughs> I guess in the sense that their um, equitable uh, dispension or, uh, or dispensing of pain across the country is, is I guess, uh, everybody's equal. They all get hurt. But it's it's a ridiculous business at the moment. Um, it, that fellow, I just b- briefly read the piece you sent to me. He, he's a you know he's another vermin, part of the vermin. Uh, he's no a way. billionaire property developer. He's yeah. a billionaire property developer. So you know he's connected. He's well connected to the parties. He's well connected to the banking industry. He's probably with BlackRock and Vanguard, right? Now here's a friend of mine who just he just. Uh, sent me a quote earlier this morning on that on that story. He said, I agree there needs to be a mental re- reset for the masses. They think they're entitled. The communist teachers taught them that over the last 50 years, people only change due to pain, physical, emotional, or financial. So he must know something because the communists teach them this and then they hit him with the physical. I think it's almost SNM too, Mike, sadomasochism, because, you know, they're all deviant, miscreant freaks anyway, you know? You know, they, they always talk about uh, people not working like they used to and all of that. That is the generations uh, that grew up since the 1960s. Those are the people who were taught that they were entitled or, or influenced by communists. When you look around in your own neighborhood, there's a lot of people busting their rear ends to make a living for their family and working two or three jobs. But it's mostly the, the, those who are green haired and uh, tattooed and uh, generally ignorant of everything about how to accept how to sponge off their parents. That's where the problem is. There was one, a couple of years ago now, there was a poll that found out amongst uh, the people who do the hiring for the, for major companies that the first thing they were looking for were hired uh, scientists and the second thing they were looking for was people who could be punctual. And oh. now, and now yeah, and now they're they're saying that uh, keeping a, a schedule, being punctual, work getting getting to work on time—that's all racist now. Yeah. <laughs> so there is definitely a problem, but the problem is concentrated on what the universities are producing. The well, people- it's higher education. So it's it's high school, it's higher education, but uh, it's it's like government employees and politicians, Mike. They cannot manage money, right? Yeah. But we think, we think that they, what makes the rest of us think that they could count votes and manage elections. They can't do anything. No. You know, the whole, the whole game is to get into Congress, do a few years in the House, hope somebody dies and get into the Senate and do a 30-year, uh, you know, grift. A 30-year, yeah, you have a career and then you know, jump outside and, uh, you know, go lobby. You know what I mean? 
it's a it's a lucrative profession if you can stand being a, a really a a shitbird as a as a person. It's very lucrative. Well, let's hope that we can have a, a real election this time around. That uh, you know, we we get a few people in. Look, I'm never hopeful. I mean, you know, we always talk about Republicans. I'm not really ever hopeful, you know, because what is my famous my famous expression is when we win, we lose. When they get in and win. They don't do anything. They just tell you, wait till the next election. We got to get the presidency. We got to get the House. We got to get the Senate. You know, and then you got all these rhinos. You know what I mean? So the only way you do it is you prime every and find somebody, you know, who's maybe ready to retire from their career, who wants to be a politician for a couple of years. Just go in there and, you know, kick sand in their face or something. You know what I mean? I mean, anybody could beat a Fetterman, right, Mike? It's just the well, money. The money so. Yeah. It's the money, you know, everybody says, well, it's the money machine. Well, let me ask you a question. All you got to do is go in the neighborhood and get a couple of bucks to ride around whatever area you need, right? Uh, the money machine is basically giving the media, okay? The Mockingbird media makes money off this. That's who makes money. Listen, they would love to see Trump in office again. They never made as much money when Trump was in office, Mike. They had they had a show every day down to the last two minutes, second segment. Boy, when you're on this show, it goes so fast. You're on the National Security Hour with Dr. Mike Shoy, Colonel Mike. We're on seven day, five days a week at 7 p.m. Oh, I almost got my numbers mixed up. Great shows, five days a week, military and intel experts. You, you, you'll hear them. And look, we've last week we had one of our members on, Ed Hugland. Don't forget to buy his book, The Cognitive War. Great book. It's out there now on Amazon. Uh, we got two minutes to roll, Michael Shore. If you could see the clock, do it. <laughs> All right. I, I think <laughs> the the um, something's got to give here pretty soon in this country. I, I don't know. If, I think most people probably saw the film over the weekend of uh, two two youngsters, black youngsters, stealing a car and running it in uh, immediately, running it into another car, and then lining up uh, an elderly man. Who was on a, bicycle. on a bicycle riding along the curb, and they drove straight into him, and he splashed into the into the um, into the windshield, and then up over the hood, and he was dead. Okay, so we we got the final minute. Here's what I'm going to say: We hope that that family can find one of those black lawyers who know how to get ten million dollars out of thin air. Because that was racist. Can we find one of those lawyers? Can we, if anybody on that's listening to the show, please contact us. Let us know what lawyers you know that can get those fa that family a $10 million settlement, just like anybody else gets. And by the way, on the next segment, we're going to touch on high crime in the swamp. It's getting worse and worse. When you come and visit Washington, be very, very careful. I mean, the 14, 13, 12 year olds, they're shooting out. They're killing. It's black on black all day long. We got to go to the other side. We'll see you on the last segment. Thank you. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. We're back. You're on the National Security Hour with Dr. Michael Short, Colonel Mike, final segment. Boy, these things fly when you're having fun, aren't they, Mike? They do indeed, Colonel. In this day and age, there's never a lack of things to speak about or, or wonder at what the hell they're doing. Keep an eye. All I can say is everybody keep an eye on what they're doing in the Ukraine. Because, you know, when you attack a superpower, as they're doing, um, it's going to it's going to lead to a retribution of some kind. Hopefully, it will be in Europe in an attack on NATO. Uh, we're bust. We're not going to be able to fight the Russians in a in a. Uh, land war in Europe. We, we don't have the pet, the men. We don't have the equipment. We don't have much of anything, notwithstanding sp- spending so much money on it. China started it with the bioweapon. Yes, America was involved in these bioweapons. They had all these bioweapon factories over in Ukraine. We've been pushing the Ukraine since uh, the Orange Revolution, right? Then we had the Arab Springs and so on. So we're looking for a new war thinking now here's the thinking they're thinking that they can do another world war and you know rebuild like they did world war ii you know like a a world war three uh redone like two right okay but that ain't going to happen because right now you have a guy in the corner who has major weapons as we know and they think they could slap him around and they're basically telling the that part of the world and the, the russian people we don't want that leader uh, that's not our job. That's the Russian people's job. If they're happy with him, that's fine. Okay. As you know, NATO's a skeleton. And if, since we're in the final segment, let's talk about what's coming up this week. Coming up this week is, again, National Grifter Week. What is what is National Grifter Week? That's when the people come from all around the globe. And you know, you European people listening to us, I know you're you know, some of you may be governmental, but this is when you come into the UN. It's called the General Assembly, right? The week in September. It's always every year. It's the cheese and wine parties where they put the grapes in the pocket, too. And uh, this is where everybody figures out who's going to sponge or grift off America. How are we going to divvy up the American taxpayer money? How are we going to rip off the European uh, citizens' money? How are we going to put some more laws into effect maybe in Netherlands and Germany that you'll have, a, you'll have to drive a bicycle twice a week and you can't drive a Mercedes-Benz? Uh, how are we going to stop the farmers from growing food? They're going to have this big meeting in new york and back slapping and oh it's going to look good and they're going to they're going to have the ukrainian guy come and speak but i'll tell you what i'm excited about mike 
And you, you may say, well, Colonel Mike, why are you excited? Because there's going to be some new players coming up on the dais that I got a tip on who's coming in to speak. And I think the Sultan's going to be speaking too. I'm, go- I'm really excited about that because the Sultan knows how to do it. Look, nobody does it better was the old tune. You remember 007, right? Nobody does it better. Well, you know what? If you're in that neighborhood and you're playing ping pong or you're playing baseball, you got to go with the flow. Right. If you're in a tough neighborhood, you got to know how to box. You got to know how to play hockey, whatever it is. So we can't tell people in that part of the world, hey, listen to me. I'm over here on the other side of the world. But no, no. You got to do what's good for your people. If you got 100% inflation, you got to do what's good for your people. Some people inflict pain. Some people inflict a lot of pain. And then you have the Democratic Party. They inflict all the pain they can give you. So we're, we're in no position to tell people on other parts of the world, whether it's Europe or Asia or whatever, Africa, how to run their flow. That's my opinion. You know, we're, we're anti-interventionists. We're anti, uh, we don't believe in that stuff. We should stay home and do what we got to do here. But they take all our money and they give it away. I, you know, that's so next week you're going to see a lot of the hoopla. They're, you're going to, they're going to try to make Biden look like he's awake. You know what I mean? They're going to say, well, there he is, you know, and, uh, you know, that new saying is somebody trying to, Mike, Mike, there's a bill in Congress right now. I don't know if the people are aware of it. One of the congressmen is trying to put a new bill to change that uh, Emma Lazarus saying. Remember, bring me the poor and the hungry and all that stuff with Statue of Liberty? Remember that yes, one, Mike? I do. There's a new one that somebody's trying to put in the House. I just got a tip on it last Wednesday. It says, bring me the hostile, the freeloading assholes and waving their own flags. They want to get that <laughs> That's they want to change the saying, you know, because that's what we got coming in and nobody's doing nothing about it. In fact, I just saw he was on Fox News. You know, remember Fox News? Everybody raise your hand. Fox News. They're the ones that call the election for Biden early. In case you forgot memory, memory roll. Let me get a drum roll here. All right. Fox News. Who was on Fox News with the uh, three clowns? Tom Holman. Tom Holman said. There was no better president, no better president than Donald Trump that he served under when it came to immigration. Well, Tom Holman, I never even heard your name until Donald Trump was elected, to be honest with you. And I could just tell you a little story, just a quick story, Mike. I think you heard these stories in the past, right? Um, When he was in there, there was an attorney general named Eric Holder who worked for Obama. Remember that, Mike? Yep. And every time... HSI, which is Homeland Security Investigations under DHS, Department of Homeland Security, brought forth a case of what they call CVIS, which is the acronym for the uh, students coming into, into America from around the globe, like China and India and other places, bad places, bad guy places, let's say it that way. Uh, I never heard the name Tom Holman. And you know me, I was on that beat watching that stuff, right, Mike? Uh, never heard his name, never heard his name once, but he's all over Fox news this morning and last week talking about the greatest president. And I said to myself, you know, I wonder why I never heard his name when Eric Holder was attorney general. I never seen him fight about these cases for HSI. I had no idea. Never knew. If you told me who Tom Homer was six years ago, I said, was he a baseball player? I don't know. Hockey player. I have no idea, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. 
And now we got it. We got a new strike coming up in America. Employees, they're not workers, ladies and gentlemen. That's a Soviet word. They're employers, employees and employers. Um, this is going to be major news. You know, here's this uh, woman running GM. It's a DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, she's getting $30 million a year. That's a half a million dollars a week salary. Now, I don't know what the deal is, and I don't know all the internals on the – I'm sure the auto union guys make a lot of money too. The point is they're driving these guys into electric vehicles, and people need combustion vehicles. That's part, part one. Number two, you don't have the giants in the auto industry that we had back in the day. People like Aya Coker and others that ran GM, Chrysler, and Ford. They don't even have the they don't even have the Chrysler name anymore. They call it Stellantis. It sounds like a like a salamander or something. You know what I mean? Or a chameleon. Stellantis Incorporated, which the is sexual disease girl. Yeah, something like that, right? But okay, you have this woman saying, "Well, you know," and she she's paid on performance. If you look at the GM stock, there's no performance. You know what I mean? So here's the deal: we we had this. This is another. We, this is like a recycle. We've had this when Obama was president. Remember with the GM, with the employees at GM and the stockholders who lost the stockholders. Remember the stockholders lost big time with GM. So this is a part due, D-E-U-X, is it part duo or whatever? Um, GM's going through another cycle. And what they're saying is we may have to bankrupt. Well, <laughs> we bailed you out before as the American taxpayer who bailed you out. Where was our stock? Did we get any stock in that, Mike? I don't think. Did you get any? I didn't get any. Oh, right? I could have sent it to the wrong address, I guess, Colonel. But no, I didn't yeah. get any. I don't know anybody in America that got the stock, but we paid for it. Well, and you know, all these. Go ahead. No, all I was going to say is that they're they're marketing products no one wants. The, the, the key to the key to being a manufacturer is finding out what the country wants. No one wants an electric car. They know they're not going to work. They know they're out, they're. Uh, outlandishly expensive and they know that they blow up with a, a certain frequency that seems to be increasing so who in their right mind would pay seventy thousand dollars to drive a bomb around well i'm going to tell you there's a lot of young people that think that and i keep telling them we don't have the power grid yeah. if you think blackouts with air conditioning or heartache wait till you find out you're going to be biking OK, everybody thinks, oh, no, 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 it's not like that. No, but it is like that. Now, the other thing you did make a point about the products, they do make products that people want. A lot of people would like a Suburban, Mike. They would like a pickup truck. But at ninety thousand dollars, at seventy thousand dollars. So they're making products for rich people. They're not making they got away from what was their base, which was good automobiles, small automobiles, medium, full size automobiles. You go look at the crap that they make. Now, I know some of it's made in Mexico. It's fine. It's an assembly line. I go with that. No problem. But the quality is crap. Yep. You go look at these little Chevys. In two years, the plastic's fallen off. The Japanese beat them 10 to 1. The Koreans beat them 10 to 1. The plastic stays on. You know what I'm saying? So no, when you go buy maybe, they're getting, maybe they're getting to the point, Colonel, where they don't care about that segment of the consumers. They don't, they don't care. That's what I'm trying to bring up, Mike. They only want to make. They want to make the big product for the rich people because you have more profit, too. Right? And, a big, and a big part of this New World Order thing is to make sure that the, the mass of people don't have any transportation. So right. they have to stay in one place. So the idea of producing cars that are too expensive for, you know, the guy that farms the land next to my house is, is, uh, is very attractive to those clowns. Mm -hmm. And in and, and regard to young people, you know, it's like the UN. Who the care, hell cares what they say? 
you know, they're not responsible for anything. They've been, they've let themselves be um, uh, convinced by these clowns who run the colleges that, that somehow there is a, a climate fraud or not a climate fraud, but a, a climate crisis, which is a fraud. The whole concept is, but they're just, you know, they're just the treatise floating around in the water and waiting for their dad and their mom to pay their, their uh, um, college and, and leaving with a degree that's not sellable to anybody who makes anything that's worth making. It's a, it's a tragedy for America, but I, I, I don't know what I don't know what to do about it. I, I think I do know what to do about it, but I'm not sure this is the time or place to say it again. Uh, well, but it, it's a ridiculous situation. Well, the, I'll tell you, the booming business is going to be mental health because that's going to be the new degree. It's going to change from social worker to mental health. Yeah, Everybody's well, the colleges produce retards. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm not sure that's that's a deliberate mental health problem. Maybe you don't have to pay for their re recovery. These kids come out more crackpot than when they went in. Now, it could be the family. It could be not the family. It could be the teacher. You know, uh, but the bottom line is I'm investing in bullshit and I'm investing in crap. I, that's a bad investment. It's like buying a, a, a building a house and the house leans on one side and collapses. Right. That's how you got to put the analogy here. So we're, we keep investing in what they call edu public education, and it's worse. It's yeah. worse than it ever was. Homeschooling's booming. You know, all these private academies are booming, whether they're secular or religious, whatever. It's, you know, we're we're out, we are collapsing from within. This whole country is collapsing from within. And here we are every day being fed a bunch of crap about the Ukraine and Russia and the Ukraine and Russia, don't they realize we had the Mueller report? We had the Russia collusion. We had Hillary screaming that the election was stolen. We had the Orange Revolution. We had the Arab Spring. Don't they realize, like, we know what you're doing. We're on to you by now. Doesn't this government realize we know what they're doing? Or is it that there's that many? I don't think there's that much of a population that's stupid, Mike. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think well, at best, I got, I got all the people that went to Harvard, so there's a good start. But I'm just saying, at best, what do you got, 30, 40, 40% of the population that are totally illiterate of morons? Yeah. And I mean educated ones. I'm not talking about non-educated Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. You know, I just, I, I think it's uh, incumbent uh, on Americans to, uh, to go back to where you started on this issue of watching what goes on at the U.N., no one in the United States has voted ever for anybody in the United in the UN. Uh, there's no reason at all to uh, think that the United States should be or could be subordinate to the UN. Now, the Democrats want that to help it help happen. They want the UN to take our weapons, for example, with some kind of a treaty. They're going to bankrupt us through this Paris Accord, which is a treaty that. Obama refused to put through the Congress because it couldn't pass. And, you know, one of the there's a lot of bad outcomes from World War II, but the worst by far is the United Nations. It's been a sucking sound since it was born, taking our money and then telling us what to do. They want to give health control to it. The best thing on earth that Trump could do if he gets back is to throw the U.N. out of the United States, stop all payments and talk to the American people about what makes us, uh, what do they call it, exceptional. And it's not us. 
we're just fallen people. We're like all people, we're fallen. But the Lord looked at this country and gave us uh, infinite amounts of fertile uh, territory to farm. Great internal waterways to move people and products and other things around inside the country. It gave us a security cushion of 4,000 miles on the Pacific and 3,000 miles on the Atlantic. That's what's exceptional about this country. And if we accept it and, and recognize that's the exceptional thing, we will be able to build this country back to where it was before the Democrats began to tear it apart with their friends at the UN. The UN is an execrable piece of, of uh, crap. It always has been. It's, it was Franklin Roosevelt's desire to do what Woodrow Wilson couldn't do. He couldn't get the League of Nations through uh, in, in 1919. Roosevelt wanted to be one better than, than Wilson and bring up the UN. When you look at who's killed people in droves around this world, it's UN forces, especially in Africa and other third world areas, or raped them or trafficked their children. It's, it's, a, it's a hornet's nest of crime, of, of uh, uh, sexual depravity, and of arrogance. And when you see the UN, the best thing you could possibly do is vote for somebody who will end our participation in it. All right, Mike, we got to wrap it up real soon. So I want to just, you know, on the closing here, I want to just give a shout out to uh, the AG out in Texas, Paxton. He got acquitted. Yes. And, and the Bush dynasty died. <laughs> it's over. They tried their hardest. They tried the best to get the uh, little guy in there. Well, and I hope, uh, I guess... I hope the Bushes don't all die before they can go to prison. <laughs> I, I guess that's the uh, that's the way it started out. Wasn't that true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up and say thanks. Hey, we want to thank you for coming on to, and listening to the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. Thanks for joining us on the mission. You know we mean that. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. AmericaOutloud.com. Don't forget, AmericaOutloud.com 24-7. <laughs>